Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Genesis 38, if you found it, can we stand for God's Word? The next stand will be on you. Genesis 38 from verse 27 to 30. Genesis 38 from verse 27 to 30. Glory to God. Please, not your neighbor, say, don't be distracted. I am not. I, I used to come to TSB to preach when we, we just had in a small room. Yeah, who remembers? Praise God. So don't worry yourself. I'm, I, I consider myself an assistant pastor in TSB. Like he's an assistant pastor at the logic. So this is home for me. I'm not a guest here. Amen. Genesis 38. Let's read in concert from verse 27 to 30 and then we'll travel from there. And it came to pass. One, two, three. I may drop off, but I wanted to keep reading. And it came to pass. In the time of her travel, that behold, twins were in her womb, and it came to pass, when she traveled, that one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first, and it came to pass, as he drew back his hands, that behold, his brother came out, and she said, how hast thou broken forth the breach be upon thee? Therefore his name is called Phares. And afterwards came his brother and had the scarlet thread on his hands. And his name was called Zarel. I want you to look at four people around you. I'm a church boy, so I know that if you come to church sometimes, you can do a pill check to know the, the, you know, the smiling members and the two serious members. Go to that member that has been looking too serious. And tell them for me it's time to break forth. <laughs> Some of you stopped at two. I said four people. Say it's time to break forth. Amen. Tell the neighbor I am born to break forth. I cannot be hindered. I cannot be incarcerated. You can't stop me. You can't hold me down. You can't hinder me. Whether or not you like me, I am going to break forth. Oh. That's not strong. Look for another neighbor and tell them I am born to break forth. I don't care who showed their hands first, but I'm born to break forth. Now, if this is your word, open up your mouth, shout to the Lord with a voice. Yes, Jesus. Father, thank you for your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm born to break forth. Theology gives birth to Christology, stay with me, and Christology gives birth to Soteriology. The purpose of theology is for Christology, and the purpose of Christology is for Soteriology. I'll do that again. The purpose of theology is for Christology, and the purpose for Christology is for Soteriology. What is theology? I'm glad you asked. Theology is the study of God. What is Christology? Christology is the role of Christ. What is soteriology? Soteriology is the salvation plan to mankind. So I read my Bible because I want to know about the role of Christ. And once I see the role of Christ, then what is delivered to me is the salvation plan of God. Because the Bible is a book, the word of God is a person. Jesus is the person of the word of God. That is why your Bible can fall to the ground, but the word of God cannot fall to the ground. Jesus speaking in John chapter 5, he says, Ye search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye shall have eternal life. They are they which testify of me, but you would not come to me that you may have eternal life. So Jesus is saying, if you search the Bible, without seeing the role of Christ you have not seen properly because the entirety and the totality of the Bible is to show you the role of Christ so if you are not seeing the role of Christ you are not seen properly and salvation cannot be delivered to you because Jesus 
is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was with him in the beginning. All things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. So every time you open your Bible. It's important that you look for Jesus. Because until you see Jesus. You have not read properly. If you read your Bible without seeing Jesus. You may see philosophy, you may see historiology, you may see anthropology, but without seeing Jesus, you cannot see soteriology. Are you listening to me? If you remove Jesus from the Bible, it's a compilation of useless poems and historical events. Jesus is what makes the Bible. What I'm saying is that the soup is in the pot, but the pot is not the soup. So if you keep leaking the pot without receiving the soup, you will not have life. Because Jesus, the person of the word of God, is revealed through the scriptures. Jesus is God. Jesus is not junior God. Jesus is not iPhone 14 and God is iPhone 14 Pro Max. Jesus is the very God of very God. Isaiah got it when he said, unto us a child is born unto us a son is given the government shall be upon his shoulders his name shall be called wonderful counselor everlasting father the mighty god so jesus is what makes god what god is k-n-o-w is pronounced no N-O is pronounced no. They are pronounced the same, but they don't mean the same. K-N-O-W, Jesus. K-N-O-W, God. N-O, Jesus. N-O, God. Fly away, Jesus. Fly away, God. Come back, Jesus. Come, gospel for dummies. So until you see Jesus, you have not seen God properly. Because Jesus is the absolute entirety and totality of the Godhead. Any revelation of God outside of Christ will be an idol. A misnormal and a gross misrepresentation of God. Because Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is who? God. There are three that bear witness in heaven. First John chapter 5 verse 7. He says the father... The word and the spirit. He didn't say the father, the son. Because Jesus has a coded name. The coded name of Jesus is the word of God. Oh God. Look at it. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. He didn't say the father, the son. He said the father, the word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. That means Jesus is the word of God. Revelations, Revelations 9. Revelations chapter 9. Bring my scriptures. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make one. Next verse. Next verse. And the Bible says, his eyes were as flames of fire. On his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. What is this name? And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called what? So revelations now described Jesus and showed us his native name. His real name. His village name. And showed us that Jesus is the word of God. The reason you think that Jesus is junior God is the term son of God. When we say son of God, we think he's flourish and Salem, my son. Somebody who came out of me, who became a small version of me and grows up to become the big version. The word son of God is the father in the flesh. The son is the father in the flesh. The spirit is the father in the believer. The son is the father in the flesh. So when you say son of God, is that the son, the father became flesh. That means God came out of God with a name called Jesus. To use the virgin womb as his changing room, born by the zeal of God to die for us. Are you with me this evening? So when you say son of God, I'm talking about Jesus. God in the flesh. Because the son is the father in the flesh. Look at your neighbor, say theology gives birth to Christology Christology gives birth to Soteriology and so if you read your Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 says this and that from a child thou hast known the Hagios Graphe which is able to make the wise unto salvation Soteriology through faith which is in what? 
So the reason you see the Christology is because the reason you see you go to the scriptures is because you're looking for Christology and it is rooted and what gives birth comes out from, from Christology is what salvation which is in Christ Jesus. So the Bible says in First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4, I wish that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I wish that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So salvation is powerful, but it's important that you come to the knowledge of that salvation that you have received. When we gather on Sundays, Wednesdays, and meetings like this, we are trying to interrogate what we have in the salvation plan. Because the gospel doesn't start with do, it starts with done. So when you come and receive this gospel, is that you want to find out what has been done for you. Are you listening to me? The gospel message is not do, the gospel message is done. The gospel is food is ready, not come to the kitchen. Are you listening to me? The gospel is the table is set, not come to the kitchen. If you invite me to your house for dinner, and as I come in, you say, Piflo, come, come, begin cut onions, I will leave you. Because you did not invite me to come to the kitchen. God did this, set the table for us and said, come and eat, not go to the kitchen. So when you come to the table, find out what is in the menu. Are you listening to me? Find out what God has already done in Christ. Let's see the next verse. That for, no, give me, give me, give me my scripture in, T, in Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Let's read the Bible this morning, this evening. First Timothy 2 verse 4. Who will have all men saved? Watch this. And come to the knowledge of the truth. What is this truth? Next verse. For there is one God. And one mediator. So the truth shows you what? Theology. God. And one mediator between God and man. What is that? Christology. The next verse. It now shows you who gave himself a ransom for all. to be. That is soteriology. So what is the truth? That I understand that the scriptures were given to us. To see the role of Christ. And once we see the role of Christ. We understand the salvation plan. So from Genesis all the way to Revelation, one message. In Genesis, he's the birth and the light. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the great high priest. In Joshua, he's the captain of the host above. In Ruth, he's our kinsman redeemer. In Ezekiel, he's the wheel between the wheel. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fire. In Psalms, he's the good shepherd. In Proverbs, he's the wisdom of God. In Songs of Solomon, he's the boo that is a bay, a boobay, the loving bridegroom. In Osiah, he's the faithful husband. In, in Malachi, he's the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he's the king of kings. In Mark, he's the saving savior. In Luke, he's the emancipator. In John, he's divine, the God who came out of God with the name called Jesus. In Romans, he's our righteousness. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Colossians, he's our completeness. In Hebrews, he's better plan, better things. In Revelation, he's the lion and the lamb. The entirety and the totality of the theology is to show us Christology. And this brings us to what? Soteriology. Tell anybody I'm getting it. If you read Genesis chapter 5, it's a book of genealogies. Bring my first picture, media. Genesis chapter 5. You see pictures of just names. These give birth to this. These give birth to that. These give birth to this. Genesis. So, man of God, if you read Genesis chapter 5, it shows you the genealogy. Adam gave birth to Seth. Seth gave birth to Enosh. Enosh gave birth to Kenan. Kenan gave birth to Mehalal. Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah. When you read this chapter in Genesis chapter 5, this is a boring historiology to read. But if you see it with the lenses of the scriptures, if you see it with the lenses of Christology, you will understand the message in the genealogy. Oh God. Give me the next slide. Give me the next slide. So, Adam means ban. Seth means appointed. Enosh means mortal. Canaan means sorrow. Mahalalel means the blessed God. Jareh means shall come down. Enoch means teaching. What is this teaching? His death. Shall bring powerful rest. So just reading like this, you would have missed it. But when you see with the lenses of Christology, God is saying in Genesis chapter 5, man appointed for mortal sorrow, the blessed God shall come down. Teaching. This is where we are today. Teaching. 
the teaching brings the teaching is about his death shall bring what is his death bringing powerful rest so any gathering where there is no teaching of his death there is no powerful rest am I coming to you now any gathering where there is no proper teaching of powerful rest his death his burial and resurrection you won't have it because the gospel is God's reproductive organ. It is through the gospel that we are born again. So we, when we say born to overcome or born to break forth, this is not another motivational speech of acquire to perspire to recover the container. No, that's not what we're doing. Here. No. I'm talking gospel. So any teaching where you just hear, do you know we can gather now, Dr. Phil? And my message can be, you know, you can think it, you can make it, you can dream it, you can have it. If you believe it, you can do it. How is that different from what Oprah Winfrey saying? And after that meeting, you say, if you want to accept Jesus, come. They came to the altar, but nobody got saved. Because the altar does not save, it's the message that saves. This, there's nothing here. It's just a platform to get everybody to see me. So the altar doesn't get anybody saved. It's the message, the teaching that gets people saved. So until they respond to the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15. You know this one. First Corinthians 15. I present to you the gospel. How that Jesus died for your sins. Are you saying this? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received. Watch this. Watch this, Dr. Phil. He now says, wherein ye stand. So until you receive the gospel, you are not standing properly. So what makes you stand is that you received the gospel. Next verse, let's go. By which also you are saved. So how do you get saved? You responded to the gospel. So without hearing the gospel, you didn't get saved. We had a meeting one time that he had preached in Lagos. And one bishop said to my father and the Lord, I feel so different. It's like I just gave my life to Christ. And the Holy Ghost nudged me that this man is not playing on. Because he may have been preaching all these years but has not heard the gospel. Because what gets people saved is the message of the gospel. By which also you are saved. If you keep in memory. So most gospel is not something you hear and leave. It's something you hear and stay. The gospel that is preached to the unbelievers is what is taught to the believers. So the message does not change. It deepens. It is a scam to preach the gospel at evangelism. Then preach rules and regulation in church. That's that's scam. That's fraud. Because you told them at evangelism, Jesus died for you. Jesus paid all your sins. Then as you come to church, you know, tell them, not that you have come, but if you don't do this, if you don't tight, your life will be tight. If you are suffering, check your offering. If you are sick, check your seed. So they came with the gospel. Once they entered the squid game, you die. Tell your neighbor, leave that thing. The gospel is enough. Say it loud. Say the gospel is enough. As I said, the gospel is enough. So the gospel is God's reproductive organ. That's how we are saved. And that's how we stay saved. Whatever you came from is what sustains you. Is what sustains you. Is what sustains you. Even your prayer. Listen to me. Nothing shows the revelation level of any church than their prayer language. If you want to know where they are in revelation, hear them pray. If you want to know the culture, hear them sing. (laughs) Nothing shows the culture of a people than the song that they sing. Nothing shows the revelation of the people than the prayer point. Hear them pray. As you hear the prayer, my father's side, my mother's side, this one, that side. Which father's side, which mother's side? I'm on God's side. What are you talking about? I'm on God's side. Did they pursue me on God? 
am locked up in him and he's locked up in me and nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus you all see them we're just talking <laughs> oh, glory. first Peter chapter 1 verse 3 First, the Bible says, being born from the resurrection. So, Dr. Phil, every time we preach the empty grave, we are preaching the reality of our salvation. Because it's the empty grave that secured our salvation. As powerful as the cross is, if Jesus did not resurrect, our job is useless. Because he was not the only one who died. He was not the only one who died. He died between two thieves. And I'm aware that there are over 4,000 religions out there, but there's just one empty grave. Just one empty grave. One empty grave. One empty grave. When we say Jesus is the word of God, man of God, I read the Quran. It has a thousand... 144 chapters, Quran, 6,666 words. Muhammad was mentioned four times. Jesus, Isa was mentioned 25 times. Jesus won home and abroad. Even in the Quran. Home and abroad, he won. Because he is the highest idea in literature. The highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the wisdom of the wise and the power of the powerful. He's the zenith of civilization. This Jesus is the question and the answer. Jesus, Jesus. This Jesus. I don't care who holds musical celebrity. The name of Jesus remains the sweetest melody. I don't care who trends on social media. My Jesus has my followers without a handle. This Jesus. I don't care who Forbes claims to be the richest in the globe. Jesus has more riches with one ruby on his robe. Jesus. Jesus. The very God of very God. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us. How? Again, unto a lively hope. By what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if you don't believe in his resurrection, you are not born again. It's when you hear the message of resurrection. He died for me. He died as me. When he was buried, I was buried with him. When he resurrected, I resurrected with him. Now I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places. Somebody shout amen. The very message of the gospel. So when we talk about born to break forth, the born is, you know, every time we say we thank God for life. What you are thinking about is sleeping and waking up. That's the problem. That's not life. Life is a person. His name is Jesus. As powerful and as important as that is, that's not the life we celebrate. In him was life, John 1, 4. And the life was the light of men. So a man who's not born again, sleeping and waking up, he does not have life. So when you celebrate life, you're celebrating the person, his name is what? Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm in the chop life gang. That your neighbor is beefing, you find another neighbor, say, I'm in the chop life gang. Now me chop life, I'm in the chop life gang. That means I can be soaking Gary, but I have Jesus, I'm eating life. I have life already. And you can be eating buffet without Jesus. You don't have life because I have life. Not your neighbor say I'm in the chop life gang. Let's go. So watch this now. All men were born equal until some became born again. <laughs> all men were born equal until some left that whatsapp group and became born again so when you understand this because salvation is not God with man salvation is not God and man salvation is God in man and man in God is an in something that means I've entered God he has entered me I am in him justified he is in me glorified that's salvation. 
Once you understand First Peter one twenty three, once you understand salvation, because I think a lot of us are truly saved, but like like Paul said, we haven't come to the knowledge of the truth, so we do not know how what salvation is. We just think salvation is okay. I did another call. It says being born again, not of corruptible sperm, that's the word seed, but incorruptible by the word of God that which liveth and abideth for a while. For a while. For a moment. For most of the time. So once you open the womb of your faith and receive the sperm of God's word, by the hearing of the gospel, which is God's reproductive organ, and the sperm of God's word enter your spirit. The seed cannot die. It may take time to grow, but leave it is not dying. Salvation is one chance. One chance. Give me the next chance. It's one chance. People, can a believer lose his salvation? Wrong question. Can God lose the believer? That's the right question. Can God lose the believer? Give me the next translation, same verse. First, first Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible sperm, but incorruptible sperm by the word of God that liveth. And it says, For you have been born again. Watch this. Not but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last. Are you people saying this? Your new life will last because it comes from the eternal living word of God. This life is within me. I carry the life of God. So I carry the life of God. Give me the next translation if you can find it. Say, I carry the life of God. It says, for through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. And this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed. You don't have what it takes to abort the sperm of God's word. Let's deal with the bond before we come to the breakfast. Tell anybody, I'm born of God. It says, but we live and grow inside of you. What? Forever is living and is growing inside of you. For, somebody say forever. They nod your neighbor again and say, I'm born of God. So I carry the seed of God. Watch this message. says, your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm born of God. Say it one more time, I'm born of God. I'm not from that father's house. I can't hear you, I'm not from that father's house. I'm not from that mother's house. I'm in the oikia of God. I'm in the family of God. What flows in Jesus? flows in me what cannot flow in jesus cannot flow in me what happens to jesus can happen to me what cannot happen to jesus cannot happen to me in him i live in him i move in him i have my being if you believe this word lift your hands shall thank you jesus born of god God, born of God, born of so the spirit of God. So when I said the spirit of God is in you, is that the Holy Ghost is inside of you. I'm saying God is inside of you. You know this entirety and the confusion with Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's simple. It's H2O. It's ice, solid. It's liquid water. It's vapor, still H2O. You went to school, I believe. Same H2O, ice, solid, liquid water, vapor, God, still H2O. So God is inside of me. So when God enters inside of you, what you need is revelation. You don't need deliverance. For the believer has been delivered. My, my, my people, leave, leave perish for lack of knowledge first. Keep that one because we rush there. My people is the one that bothers me. That means you can be a people of God. A person of God and still be destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, what is the essential need of the church? The knowledge of the gospel, his death, his burial, and resurrection. 
And we have a generation that wants something very superficial. So we like to just hear things. And I, and I was on the spirit and I heard the cordials of powers and the hepatitis and this. What is he saying? Nothing is as deep as his death. When he was nailed, it was really deep. When he was buried, that was deep. When he resurrected, that was deep. Anything deeper than that, I don't want that kind of deep. Stay with the gospel. For the gospel does not have power. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So we don't back up the gospel with power. It is self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. It's in the, it's in the message of the gospel. Look at your name and say, I'm born of God. Say it one more time, I'm born of God. I, I want this to stay inside of you. So when you leave this place, once you get that call from your auntie, you know in our family, say, mommy, wait. I am born of God. When I accepted Jesus into my heart, I was transported, transplanted, removed, excavated from this family. And in this family that I am in, no weapon fashioned against me is able to prosper. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. My steps are now ordered by God. My path directed by God. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And you begin to respond with the word of God tell the neighbor I'm born of God so there's a lady in church there's a lady in church who no no lady from their family first daughter gets married and if they try it like if they, if they try it nobody gives birth so she got married in church because she has a child. Even went abroad to give birth to the child. The father has been calling. So, what exactly was the program you put them through? Because it has never happened. I said, I just taught your child that she's born of God. And that thing that affects your family cannot affect her and God. And the revelation of the gospel. No midnight. And all these midnight prayers of 12 o'clock watch and 3 o'clock watch. God is not a Nigerian man. That time is daylight in America, Australia, and Canada. Stop it! Don't you never say go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And when you wake up to be, wake up praying in those Makatali, a Brontotoski, Ganitaratas, Boratas. After pain, you enter your bed again, you sleep. When you roll and wake up, Boratas, Grintala, Kwandi Perestis, Boza. I wish that men lift up holy hands everywhere, every time, praying. How can my daughter Sozo have a time to talk to me? That one that does not even know whether I'm studying. Just open the door, Daddy. Eh? I'm, I'm studying. As I was saying, tell anybody I'm born of God. And because we were taught by by servants, at best they, they gave us orphan spirit. Sons didn't teach us. They never taught us sonship. They taught us servitude. And at best we became orphans begging trying to get crumbs that fall from the master's table not knowing that God has given us the table the bakery and the baker because all things are yours all things are yours I sense an anointing for breaking forth this evening it's not for you it's for your neighbor not you so it's okay if you sit like a pillar of salt and look at me like the first lady of the state of emergency. It's fine. I'm talking to your neighbor. But I sense an anointing for breaking forth. That means now by the power of the revelation that you are born of God, things are about to break in your life. I'm saying you're about to overtake, recover all. I sense the speed of the Holy Ghost in this place. And I sense powerful transformation that will blow your mind. If this is your word, shout yes, thank you. Sit, 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 we're just talking. See, see, E.W. said, and I quote, 
A denomination is known by what it says about the new birth. That means the way you know that you are a child of God is what are you being taught about the new birth? Second Corinthians 5, 17, you know it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, let's preach here. He is what? New. So the man in Christ is not a renovation. The man in Christ is not an upgraded version. The man in Christ is not a refurbishment. The man in Christ is a new creation. That means all things have passed away. I'm paying attention. Behold, all things are now new. The most important word here is this word, behold. Behold. Look now, pay attention. Oh, let me show you how to pay attention. Let's preach. So, in London, I like to drive. So, I jumped into the car first time. Eh? I went straight to the left-hand side. Guess what? The stereo is on the right hand. First shocker. 20, 2007. I got straight to the side. And Dr. Field, I went straight to our lane in Nigeria. I started driving. And then the bus was coming straight. I said, ah, go to your lane. Then he hit me. All things are passed away. Behold. That means pay attention. You are in a different nation. Pay attention. It is because you keep driving on the wrong lane of ignorance. That's why they keep hitting you. So once you come to that right lane of behold, all things are new. Because whatever you give attention to gives you direction. You eventually become what you behold. Ah. So when you keep beholding my father's side, my mother's side, this, that, and the other, you become that. Because the truth of the matter is that we are not sent to interrogate darkness. You are sent to turn on the light. <laughs> what deliverance ministries do is what, who, what happened in your father's house? Who is your mother? That's interrogating darkness. What we do is we turn on the light. For the light shines in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. Today I decree and declare, let there be light in your life. Hey! I say let there be light in your life. I release the light of God upon your house. I release the light of God upon your family. I release the light of God upon your business. I release the light of God upon this church. I release the light of God upon your house. I release the light of God upon your family. In the name of Jesus, throw your hands, swim with me. Let there be light in my life. Shout it one more time. Let there be light in my life. One more time, Johnny, let there be light in my life. Screaming from you, let there be light in my life. Tell the people, I carry light. Say, I carry light. I have light. I'm in light. Light is in me. I light. Light. One more time, say, I carry light. I'm inside light. Light is inside me. Light is carry me. I can carry light. I light. Light. One more time, say, I be light. I have light. I carry light. Light inside me. I inside light. Light they move me. I they move light. I be light. I light. Light. decree that as you go home darkness fades away everything that represents darkness as you walk in through that door this evening they take an eviction notice and they get out of your house i'm not talking to you i'm talking to your neighbor but there is somebody in this room that darkness has toyed with your life long enough but god sent me here this evening just to give darkness an eviction notice your time is up light has come i am not interrogating you i'm not questioning you i'm not listening to you i'm just turning on the light yet <laughs> uh, 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 light, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light in TSP. Let there be light in Abuja. 
Let there be light in your family. Let there be light in your academics. Let there be light in your finances. Let there be light in your relationship. Let there be light in your womb. Let there be light in everything that concerns you. I decree, let there be light! One more time, I said, let there be light! Because in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, when God said, let there be light and there was light, he wasn't talking about the sun, the moon, and the star. Because they were created on the fourth day. Verse 14, 15, and 16 is where he created the sun, the moon, and the star. So what light was he talking about? John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with him in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was it made that anything was made. He says in him was life, and the life was the light, and the light shines in darkness. Let there be light. Paul says, God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shone in our heart to give the knowledge of the face of God in the, the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So when you have Jesus, you have light. Tell anybody I have light. Say it one more time, I, ha I have light. I do not walk in darkness. I have light. I have light. Sit, 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 we're just talking. Glory to God. John chapter 1 verse 12 and 13. Let's, let's do this. And we'll go to the text. My God. My God. I feel speed. I feel speed. I feel speed. Everything that has held you down is leaving you today. Everything that has stopped you is out of the way today. Everything that has hindered you is out of the way today. I feel the speed of God's spirit. It, see, see. it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood not of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God give me in the next translation there's something that I want to show you but those who embraced him and took hold of his name he gave authority to became the to become the children of God watch this he was not born by the joining of human parents or from natural means or by a man's desire but he was born of tell anybody I'm born of God uh, say it well I'm born of God I don't have daddy issues oh, 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 oh you, you missed that did I, did, I, did I touch a nerve did I step on I don't have daddy issues I know who my dad is I know who my dad is He's invisible, but yet available, reliable, and dependable. I know who my father is. The church behaves like orphans who don't know who their daddy is. But you pass the paternity test. I said you pass the paternity test. I know who my father is. For I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I have received the spirit of adoption whereby I cry, Abba! Shut up, my father! Hey, shut up, my father! Oh, one more time, shut up, father! I don't have daddy issues. I know who my daddy is. And the beautiful thing about this daddy, I'm not farming him; he's the one farming me. <laughs> Is <laughs> the one who saying you are my child. This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. This is my daughter. This is my own. He knows me by name. In him I live. In him I move. In him I shine glory. Message, message says, but whoever did want him who believed he was who he claimed and would do what he said he made them to be their true selves so your true self watch this watch this this is really good stuff he says he made them to be their true self they are child of god's selves so anybody who's not born again is living the fake life they are the ones who need to fake it till they make it but if you are born these ones, they know their true selves. So what is your true self? Your child of God's self. Ah, 
Are you seeing it there? It says, their child of God serves. It says, he made them to be their true selves. What is my true self? My child of God self. Oh. <laughs> and he says, these are not, these are God begotten. Not blood begotten. Not flesh begotten. Not sex begotten. That means God gave birth to me. Oh my God. When I open the womb of my faith and receive the gospel, that's the reproductive organ of God. I was released into the family of God. Now I'm not an orphan. I can come boldly to the throne of grace and I stay at the throne of grace just obtaining, obtaining. I don't have to perform to belong because I'm already accepted in the beloved. Why? He loves me more than the devil hates me and nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus I can't let him down because I was not holding on to him in the first place I'm not the one holding on to my father he's the one who has gripped me and has held me in his everlasting love and there is nothing I can do to take myself out of this love of God I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I've been traveling a lot. One time, I was traveling and the air hostess, this was one of these places, Atlanta, I don't can't remember. I said, okay, we're about to shut the flight now. If you have anything that you need to pick out of the flight, you need to get out of the flight now before we shut the door. I'm like, go. I just want to press the back button, stretch and sleep. And then they close the door. And the flight goes on the wrong way and then takes off. Once it's airborne, even if you forgot your charger, your, your child, thank you, in town, you are going to the destination first. First. Uh, before you, yes. So Noah, when Noah entered the ark, it was not Noah who locked the ark. Read your Bible. So Noah did not have the key to leave the ark. For the Bible says God locked him in. Noah may have or must have fallen inside the ark but could not fall out of the ark. <laughs> so even in the plane, I can get angry, leave my business class and start going to economy. The plane is still taking me to my destination. I'm not going to church again. Something Dr. Fee said to me the other day. I'm not leaving again. Two weeks after, let me just go. Why? The seed cannot die. It may take time to grow. Two weeks after. Yes. Now you get yourself. The prodigal son remained prodigal. Yes, I agree. But remained son too. Because you see, distance does not dissolve DNA. Ah. <laughs> I know. Distance does. He was first offspring before he went off course. Even when he went off course, God already had it offset to bring him back into the family. So his distance didn't spoil anything. So you think he came back to the father. It's the father who ran out to meet him. It is the prodigal father in the prodigal son that brought the prodigal son back to the prodigal father. The story is about the father, not the son. For when the older brother began to misbehave, he still ran outside to meet him outside. He's the one who keeps chasing after us. He's the one who keeps... You may miss your benefits when you are up and about, but you are secured in Christ. Because heaven is not a reward for good behavior. It's in the salvation package. If you're listening to me, say I'm listening to you. Let's race to a close. We've done well. So in your first birth, you were born into Adam's cause. In your last birth, you were born into Christ's blessings. In your first birth, you were born by natural means. 
In your second birth, you're born by supernatural means. In your first birth, you were born into decay. And in your last birth, you're born into eternal life. In your first birth, you were born into living soul. In your last birth, you're born into quickening spirit. In your first birth, your DNA was Adamic. In your last birth, your DNA is not the righteousness. You know, the most prophetic movie ever in the history of time is Lion King. For, you know the story. When that bird told the guy that your father is still alive, Zimba. He said, no, my father be dead. Then brought him to the waters. As he began to see in the waters, he didn't see himself. He saw his father. Oh, as we behold, we become like him. It was when the waters opened, he led me beside still waters. Because that was the only mirror in those days. So the significance of still water is ability to see your reflection. So when he brought him to the place, come see your father. He first looked and didn't see. The second look, he saw his father. Before that time, he never roared. After that time, somebody about to roar in this room. I smell it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it of my spirit. It's not you, your neighbor. It's your neighbor. So keep sitting. But there's somebody in this room, you've been eating nonsense for a while. But I hear you roar right now in the spirit. I can hear your voice. You are roaring. You are roaring in the spirit. If you are the one, open up your mouth. Give God the biggest shoot. playing around those what, what's supposed to begin you know them but after that time he had the courage to go back to his father's house because his uncle had deceived him that's diabolos the devil somebody on your way back home before you get home your uncles your aunties everything that represents darkness has left <laughs> because you're coming with a roar you're coming with a shout you're coming with revelation Dr. Phil, there's a guy in church who every time he dreams, he'll see himself in his father's house washing plates. That week, bad news. He came to church for the first time. Came with my younger brother to church. I preached this very word of God's grace. He was behind last role. Released supernatural anointing. He somersaulted, landed. The next morning he said, Pastor, let me tell you something. Last night I was in my father's house. He said, but this time I was on top. And I saw the house and I burnt it down. Whatever was taking me back there, I have destroyed it. Because revelation is what gives you empowerment. You, you know, the power of prayer is not in the volume of your shout. It's in the depth of your conviction and the weight of your revelation. Did you hear what I said? It's not in the breaking of... No, 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 no. It's just waking up and saying, God says the Lord, today I put an end to this. Are you listening to me? Can I give you like 10 seconds or 20 seconds? Just put an end to some things quickly. I put an end to struggling. Come on, say, I put an end to struggling. Come on! Let's, let's come to our text this evening is about Judah. There is a man called Judah who got married to Shua, but they didn't give birth to Shua. Praise God! But Shua had three sons: Er, Onan, and I get the third name for me. Give me a minute. Er, Onan, and Shila. So Judah went and picked a beautiful bride. Her name was Tamar. Oh, she was a babe. I said, come. Marry my first son. His name was Ir. 
But something happened. This is, this is really good quality for home video story. Nollywood needs to see this. And the marriage, she died. He died, rather. So when Er died, they said, okay, on and come. Your brother died without his seed. Go into your older brother's wife and produce a child. Not for you, but for your brother. And the guy was a bad guy. He said, okay, no problem. Onan went into his brother's wife, Tama, and became the first general overseer of the pull-out game. Genesis 38 verse 9. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his. And it came to pass when he went into his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground. So Onan started family planning. So the Bible says their deity, not God, killed him. For God does not kill, has never killed, will never kill. In him is life and there is no wickedness in him. Everything written in the Hagios Graphe is truly stated. But not everything is a statement of truth. Story for another day. And so, listen to me, oh, air has died. Onan died. So the father now called Tama and said, come. And be going to your father's house. Before you eat her hand, because you met air base, Onan has gone. He says Sheila is still very young. Is verse eleven? Is there verse eleven? I'm telling you Bible story. Sheila is very young, and Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, "Remain, glory." <laughs> Remain a widow in your father's house <laughs> till Sheila, my son, make it grow up small. For he said, Let's peradventure. Bible now, he died also as his brothers. And Tama went and dwelt in his father's house. You know the story now. It's very, very, sounds like one story for me. We just, you know, understand. Now, this Judah, stay with me, I'm going somewhere with this. There's a method to my story. This Judah now lost his wife. And the Bible says Judah became lonely. <laughs> so Judah started singing, Born a Boy song. I need a bow and you. I need a bow and So Judah, <laughs> if, you, if you ask me how I know the song, I wonder how you know too. I, I'm just shocked that you know. So, and every time he's singing his song, he goes through one road like that in Israel. So they sent a message to Tama and said, hey, baby girl, come on. It was seen on Twitter streets that thy father-in-law is going to one corner to seek comfort because he has lost his wife. Tama arose, removed her widowed garment and positioned herself on that street. Judah came right as it was said. Are you with me? You like gist. You, you like gist. And followed through. And then Judah saw Tamar. But because she wore the dress of a harlot, didn't know it was the daughter-in-law. You can't be angry that you were called the prostitute if you dress like one. Because there is the dress of the prostitute. And somebody just tried stoning me. I dodged it in the name of Jesus. God may not condemn you. Our own gracious Dr. Phil may not condemn you. But the world will condemn you. And don't be angry that they keep condemning you when you keep globalizing everything that should be privatized. You get it? Listen to me, listen to me. 
Some guys are so broke, all they have is money. Some women are so empty, all they have is beauty. If you can say amen, say ouch. Yeah, I thought so. And so, Judah went into Tamar. But Tamar being a sharp babe said, hey, guy, come before you go. Where my payment? The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. He said to Tamar, I will send you a lamb. I will send you a kid. Tamar said, yes, before the kid come, give me something when I go hold. So, so Tamar took the seal, his ring, and kept it. Ooh. Then took the bracelet. The ring is not just this ring we wear. It was a seal. You could pay with stuff with that, and it shows where you're from. The bracelet is not what we wear right now. It shows the family and the deity that you worshipped. So he took the ring from him, and took the seal and said, oh, I'm not done. Give me your staff. Tama. The guest street, not be small. Say, give me your staff. Then she took these three things. At the word of two or three, let every truth be established. I said, I hold these three. You can go. The next week, Judah brought the lamb. But she was not there. And inquired. He said, no, there's no prostitute in the street. Tam had gone. It was not too long from that. They told him and said, ah, your daughter-in-law is pregnant. Say, what? Where will you do this? Is it for Eva? Is it for Gary? Is it for beans and dodo? Why? Let us burn her. So Tamar said, Oh, they want to burn me. I'm coming. And so they brought Tamar. Tamar came. Because you know, you can't bury truth. You can't bury truth. You don't have to defend truth. Truth is truth. Is truth. Three days it will bounce back again from the grave. So Taman showed up saying, how dare you? How dare you? How can you do this? How can you? Who is the father of this baby? Taman said, I know the father of this baby. Say, who? Say, let's do the DNA test. So Taman brought the ring first on the table. One. And brought the bracelet. Two. At this point, the pressure was getting worse and worse. And said to Oga, Oga, wait, no, don't, no, don't be shouting, no. The person who owns this ring and owns this bracelet, who, and owns this staff, for the ring is a sign of the signet, for you are sealed with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, of promise. So every time the devil tries to contest your DNA, show him that I'm sealed. Ephesians 1 verse 13 verse 13 I'm sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise if you bring then you bring the it says in whom you have you also after that ye heard the word of truth pastor Phil the gospel of your salvation in whom after you have believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit you know the problem if you put Jesus here and put Holy Spirit people will rush to Jesus not knowing that the Holy Ghost is the one that reveals Jesus to you so Thomas said you know what this Jesus I may not know him give me this Holy Ghost first as a seal he will bring you to me I mean God left something in us that when the trumpet sound heaven is coming to take heaven inside of you back to heaven because heaven cannot leave heaven behind And that happened. And this brings me to my text. And they had two nations in her womb. Twins. Genesis 38 verse, verse 27. And at the time of birth, 
The Bible says one stretched forth his hands and brought the hands out. If you've ever been in the labor room with your wife or with the, with the family members, you don't know that the child is coming through the hand. You know that the child is coming through the head. You don't know by the hand. So they put a scarlet rope on his hands and say, okay, this is, let's preach now. This is the firstborn. This is the firstborn. But the Bible says, as they began to look, the second one came and overtook and brought his head out because you come out with your head first you don't come with your hand first jesus is not the hand of the church he is the head of the church jesus is the head of the church so he brought his head first next verse give me verse 28 verse 28 verse 28 verse 28 give us verse 28 genesis 38 28 he says and it came to pass when she traveled that the one put out his hand and the midwife took the bound upon his hand and scarlet thread saying this came out first next verse next verse let's do this now and it came to pass as he drew back his hand that behold his brother came out and she said how hast thou broken forth that is going to be your testimony after this meeting i'm serious i'm done now when you get out of church people are going to ask you how is it that you found it so quickly how did you build the house how did you overcome how did you pay the debt we heard there is a recession how are you changing your cars TSP, how did you buy your land how did you get to your building your testimony will be we have broken forth Somebody said, we have broken forth. Leave your neighbor, say, I am breaking forth. One more time, say, I am breaking forth. I don't care who has been showing their hands around you. God is saying, it's your turn to overtake. Oh, come on, not you, your neighbor. God is saying, it's your turn to overtake. Because you are about to break forth. Look at four people for me and tell them, they've been showing their hands around me. But God is about to show his head. God is about to show something in my space. I am about to break forth. I don't know whose word this is this evening, but God sent me to tell you. Your this concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.